Good morning. Welcome to today's episode. We're going to have Coach Cliff Fulton, Knights football head coach. Before we get into that, today's episode is dedicated to the memory of Mrs. Francesca Parecker, um, a friend's mom growing up, you know, really nice, nice lady. So, you know, we'll take a quick moment of silence for Mrs. Parecker and her family. So before we get into the show, you know, today's memory is dedicated to the life of Mrs. Parecker. Um, shout out to Bruno, Fiore, Antonio, all your sisters, all your family, all Mrs. Parecker's grandchildren, nieces and nephews. I'm sure she will be missed. Rest in peace. Anytime we experience a loss, any loss, as hard as hard to get. Losing a mom must be a certain type of loss. Our prayers are with you and your family. Again, this show is dedicated to the memory of Mrs. Pereka. Now we're going to get into it. Coach Cliff Fortin, EWG, Knights Football Head Coach. Yo, what's good? It's the coach with the most, Coach Fortin. What's up, man? How you doing, Mike? How we doing, man? You're like, you're like a co-host now, beyond so much. <laughs> the check should be coming, though. You know what I mean? Keep the checks coming. I'm like Vlad. Now, I don't want to be compared to Vlad because people don't like Vlad no more. Uh, yeah, just, you ever just... watch Vlad's interviews? No. He's a he's like a, a YouTuber that um, he does a lot of the good interviews and he's a good interviewer. He asks the right questions and and some of these people, man, they just spit the shit out. And before you know, he's using his interviews as evidence, and people say that he's a he's a a snitch for all that stuff. But like he's just asking you the questions, you know. Like some of these guys just spit stupid things out. But anyway. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. You know, just uh, taking it day by day, you know, and uh, seeing what life brings. Dude, second year head coach, right? You you would be going into your third season, but two years, you already put a, a student in, in, not put him there, but help, assistant, help them get there to D3, UMass Dot, man. Mm-hmm. And... Now you have another player that just committed to his assumption. Yes. Uh, this year, um, Thomas Riker did, uh, was recruited. And, uh, you know, he had to make some uh, decisions on what school he wanted to go to. He, he was recruited by six, a total of six or seven different schools. Um, he went on some visits. And, um, you know, assumption, he went there, really liked it, saw himself able to play there and uh they gave him a, a good offer and uh he committed so uh he'll you see people rhode island got skills they got talent though i mean you know the last couple of years you know we sent you know pay and then um the 
get from Hendrick in a couple years. I mean, Hendrick is always sending somebody. Yeah, they're, they're a they're a good uh, they're a good machine over there. But what I what I like Xavier about- Trust, he's a he's a, that dude is huge. You know, at he's playing at Georgia. I think they just won a bowl game. Yeah, it's you know good. I mean? It's good to see Rhode Island kids. It's really good to see. Um, kid from um, public schools. That's that's what I really enjoy. Not always just D one. Um, you know, I like some of the other um, divisions. You know, not to say I don't enjoy seeing D one or any other school, but um, you know, we're a small school. Exeter West Greenwich. You know, we're we're D four. We're small. Um, to see a player go D two is is pretty uh, extraordinary. I'm very proud of them and excited for this kid's future. But what I like about the small schools, sometimes kids stick out. They stick out a little more. You want to, because you know, the, the competition is not like a D1 competition where everybody on there is a, you know, is a stud basically, you know, or a good 70% of the team are studs, you know, and, and now you have a kid in, in a small school that's a, that's a good player. And he'll get more looked because he's a you know above average player. Yeah, but you know that's number one of the advantages of, of a small school. You can see one of the players really stand out um, without having a a roster of a large size. Uh, you, you're able to look and get good competition within your own um, your own program. So you're able to you know there's kids that may struggle one year and. The following year, see the progression a lot better with 30 to 40 uh, players than maybe 120, 130, or 80. Um, so you're, you're able to see more. There's less opportunity to miss a, a, a player on his rise because somebody else is really good. And, um, you know, I, I, again, being, you know, in a small school, D4, it, it's, it's, it's a great accomplishment. Not too many D4s um, in Rhode Island get that kind of recognition. For him to stand out that way is good. You know, he can officially say he did something. He's giving something back to uh, the 401 uh, Rhode Island football, so... I mean, Coach, you're building a good program over there. I mean, just in um, the first season, you know, we talked about it plenty of times. You know, you did very well, you know, almost making the playoffs. You know, and then this season, everybody got hit in the seat. You know what I mean? With, with COVID and stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, not playing. And out in the Scholastic League, which is crazy because, you know, somebody brought it up yesterday on Facebook. It was like in the fall when the numbers were low. Couldn't play, and now when the numbers are pretty high, okay, you, you guys are good to go. Yeah, I think you know there's there's two ways to look at that. Uh, one, it's just the unknown. It's just like I, I don't understand it, and, and I get that. You know, that's a that's a realistic assumption. The other way you can look at it is, um, yeah, could we have played? Should we have played? It's good to to ask that and, and make a comment on it now. Um, because it's we, we could have a lot of people think we could have, and sometimes you have to put caution into the wind and, and, and go that route. But it's very difficult when you see 37 other states that played. 
So you get that back and forth, like, you know, what could we have done? What should we have done? I was a big believer in we could have played, you know, made it safe for the players. And we're using that same um, idea and logic to playing now. Um, you know, there's going to be safety precautions, the same safety equipment that I wanted to use then we're going to use now. And, um, right. You did your due diligence doing research. Um, you know, like, tell me another coach that done that, please. I'll wait. You know what I mean? Or another coach that done as much work. And that's what I say as a, as a second year head coach, you've been coaching a, a long time. Um, you've been managing a business a long time. You've been running a company, so you know how to organize things. And you're very good at putting a, a roster together, putting a playbook together, a coaching staff to, together. Like, and, and it's showing on the field. Um, just in that one year, I mean, just getting a game from the playoffs, you know, uh, you took over a program that, that was ferocious. Yeah. You know, um, and right away, you turned it around and, and like I say I know you don't like hearing that but it shouldn't be a jab at you because yeah, you know, I mean you took it over in that situation it should tell people just how valuable you are and I'm not trying to rub your back or anything <laughs> I'm just speaking I'm just speaking facts bro you know what I mean it's it's there like I see what other coaches have done and I always put you on a much higher pedestal than a lot of other coaches because, you know, frankly, there's a lot of great coaches in the league, but there's also a lot of other coaches that may have potential, but they just don't use it. And it shows, you know, so you stick out. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, we, um, you know, I, I try to, to look at the program and, and always look positive. What's the best thing that I can, I can do? for the program, not just now, but for, for the future. Um, and I'm very proactive. I was able to get a good um, donation from Amica Insurance, uh, which is going to pay for... Shout out Amica. Yeah, huh? yeah no, I, you know, all you did is ask. That's all you can do is ask. And the worst they're going to do is tell you no. So they did ask what I wanted it for. Um, I told them. And um, you know, they said, not a problem. So they sent me the check. That's going to actually pay for the safety uh, equipment that we're going to purchase for every player. So nobody has to come out of um, the school's budget unless they want to pay it. Um, or... And is Amika going to be, are they going to be like publicly thanked for that? Like, you know, these were given by, by Amika. I am going. The safety equipment was donated by funds that Amika insurance, you know, I mean, because. Uh, I mean, it's always good to get recognition. Yeah, I, I don't think um, they did it for that purpose, but I will, I, I have, and I will continue to um, to thank Amika about that because right now, with football and any other sport unable to do fundraising, the school budgets are very different right now. It's hard to put money into any program, so to go outside of the box and to have companies. To, to help out, I think they need that recognition, even though they may not. Oh, definitely. It, so. And coach, we're in a society where everybody's about me, mm. me, 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 me. So when someone does that, like I know people that, like you know, they they got five cheese in their pocket, they can't buy a five dollar raffle ticket. It ain't the point that I never win raffles, me either. But I'll still buy a book of them. 
Yeah, everybody's different. When yeah. a kid's selling them, it ain't for the raffle. It's for helping the program. And this is the problem. People don't help. They don't even help their neighbors. Never mind their programs, you know, in their community. Like, and, you know, yeah. this is this is where we're headed. This is a tough part. And that's why we need to get more kids involved in these sports programs. More parents need to step up. You're at the games. Volunteer. Do something. You know what I mean? Like, I see people fight. The Pee Wee Field and Westerly, they give you a dinner. <laughs> like, they feed you and everything to do the, the on chains. And now they, they pay the announcers. They pay a cameraman because it's easier just to pay somebody now and know they're going to be there every week than depend on a volunteer. And my point is, Coach, you know, that... More parents need to volunteer, and most of your staff is volunteer. A lot of the boosters, all the boosters, like people are volunteering, man. We're training your kids, you know what I mean? Like, help out. Help out the programs before the programs are not here. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So my, my program, uh, we get a lot of volunteers, whether it's in the concession, whether it's the announcer, the chain crew. It's, it's another way of giving back to the community. And that's and that's the approach that we take is, you know, we're, we're going to need this. Who's willing to Clap help? it up for the volunteers at EWG. That's what's up. You know, that is good. Yeah, it's, Go ahead. I just wanted to give them recognition. For you. No, that's Go. fine. Uh, it's great to see. And we do offer, hey, you can have free food at the concession. And what's amazing is when you ask people to do good things, it's for a good cause. They don't take advantage. Uh, not, to, not even though we did offer them, hey, you can have some free food or whatever. They said we'd rather still pay for that. We're volunteering because we want to give back and we want to do something positive for the kids. We don't need an extra break. And and I thought that's remarkable. And I wanted to say that because you don't hear that a, a lot. It's people will you know get that uh, um, that it. We're going to let you volunteer and, hey, I'll get a free meal out of it. They, you know, over at Excellent with Granite, they're not, they're not like that. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure it's like that in other schools. I can't, you know, answer for every school. But it, it brings me good joy to see that our community um, comes together when asked. Now, Coach, I was thinking, I think maybe you should go to the the trophy shop and have a little tag me like number one podcast supporter put it on that five foot trophy <laughs> that you couldn't use for uh for passing league man what's up with that um, you know we we had a great passing league um before corona uh, the previous year we had a few teams that were involved narragansett smithfield west warwick and um it was the first time that we put one on first time we hosted and i gotta say it was great it, it was great seeing the kids out there um you know playing uh we we bought the, the trophy i said we have to make it so big that it's unforgettable when i showed it to the players um, of each team, they, they were pretty amazed. The coaches looked at me and said, you're absolutely nuts. And I'm like, you know something? You got the biggest trophy <laughs> in passing league. You have to have the biggest. And there's no kidding. Like, everybody could probably tell, yeah, he's Italian. <laughs> you know, they always got to get it better and bigger yeah. than the next guy. You know what I mean? Not to bring 
ethnics in it, but this or that, you know. But go uh, big and go home. So, but it was good, you know. I mean, uh, Narragansett won, so they they took the trophy for the year. Um, and the kids liked it, you know. The kids were great sports about it. Um, I ended up taking it back because we didn't have the passing league because of Corona. I don't think we'll have passing league if we have a football in fall too. But I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, this summer um, revamping passing league and, and getting more teams involved and, uh, and and having having a great summer again. That's awesome. Before I forget, I think I'm going to dedicate this this episode to um, a friend of mine. You know, I think you know Tony Perecker, Bruno. His, their mom passed away uh-huh. this week, and I spent so many so many days at, at their dinner table like you know the, the broken english i see mr Barreca come across that table at backhands yeah. so many times you know them old school Italians. Oh, yeah. and but i had the best meals i think i have ever had at that dinner table that old school italian yeah. you know which we we're losing well well we're losing that sense of the old school you know, people that, that came over here that spoke the broken English, you know, that makes the macaroni on their bed. You know what I mean? Rolls it out, dries it out. People say, oh, my God, that's gross. But, no, like, these old school people, man, you could eat off their floors. Yeah. It's... I'm sure you know, you know what I mean? You're like, so, you know, uh, rest in peace, Mrs. Brecker, uh, Bruno, Tony, you know, Fiori, uh, the, the whole family, uh, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, you know, um, it's tough to. I'm grateful that I still have my mom, but losing any family member is hot as hot yeah, gets. Yeah, that, that, that is you definitely know? tough. And, and you know, life is too fast. I mean, you know, I, I tell I tell my own kids, I, I tell my players, enjoy every aspect of, of what's going on. Be grateful. Don't expect. Like right now, you know, there's winter sports going on, and if we do play in the fall, say everything truly does work out and you know we we practice february 22nd football does kick off march 13th or the 20th whatever the day is um you know let's be grateful for it because it may not be there and you know but and, and listen kids man not for nothing right i know i was young and dumb once and i did stuff that you guys make forget about it but if you guys like don't like try to resist going out to parties and being with your friends and thinking, ah, it's probably no big deal because you hear the adults saying, ah, whatever, I'm so sick of this, I'm fed up with this, and now you start going off what they're saying. And do what you're supposed to do. Get the test every week, unless you had it in the last 90 days. But now, that kind of threw me off a little bit too. Now say, you can't get it again like right away like say if somebody catches it and then they get systematically then i don't really know i'm not a doctor or anything but you know what i'm trying to get at like if if i had it or one of my players had it and now he don't have to be tested for 90 days and 30 days into it 60 days into it 70 days into it is it possible for that person to to catch it again or even if it's not full-blown, you still have the symptoms and it could be spreading. Um, you know, I, I wish I knew more about it. Um, but from my understanding... Because i seen the 90-day thing, you know? And I was like, wow, what if... Is it possible for somebody to to get it and then, you know, give it out again? But um, I, 
know, so yeah, so what I'm getting at before you answer that question, you know, just said resist parties and football players. If you see any of these basketball players having a party, you already know what to do. <laughs> Drag their ass home because based on what happens in this season depends on what happens in football. Yes, I, I believe it. So I believe you have to do your due diligence helping out the basketball players, the track and field, the people that are playing now. The, pay, the people that are going to play football later, you have to make sure these, like, do what they're supposed to do and help out. You know what I mean? I ain't saying see son, say son, but talk to the player anyway. You see him doing something stupid. Like, dude, I'm trying to play football, man. You know what I mean? Well, I think, doing, I think, you know, so. Yeah, whomever is playing a sport, um, whether winter sports, the incoming fall two sport, um, I think they're all in the same boat because this is their opportunity to, to play their sports. So with that said, I'm sure they're going to be conscious about it. Not not you know, not go out without a mask, not go into to house parties or backyard parties without you know social distancing. Do the right thing because all it's gonna take is for one kid to, to have a mistake happen or bad luck happen and it can ruin you know a good thing so i, I believe that every student athlete is, is going to take this as seriously as they can not only for others but for themselves because you're not going to be able to do what you want to do what we normally would do and, and still have your sport because you're going to get tested once a week and you want you don't want to be the guy that tests positive and that you have to sit out. So there are protocols in place. Uh, we are doing it for football. And I don't know what they're doing in other sports, but for football, it's we're designating a day. This is what we're gonna test. If you test positive, you have to sit out. We can do contact tracing from days before that. So we, you know, we, we're already proactive. We have that in place. And um, I, I, I truly believe the kids are uh, going to um, do you know do the best that they can and do what needs to be done to be able to play. Now, is the schools going to be able to get all these tests done? There's what, um, what is it like three thousand students overall? Are sports athletes, but now there's the basketball. You got four sports here, so I'm not sure the the number. But are they going to be able to get the amount of testing done every week? Um, I, I guess so, because that's what they're doing. So what's good about that is... Is it going to be a priority? Um, have you heard, are they going to make it a priority? Do these tests go to the front of the line? I yeah. You know, when they get to the lab, you know, these are questions they just... Because is this going to prevent... Oh, your team didn't get tested or we couldn't complete all your players this week, so you have to forfeit. No, it, it's not that type of test. So what the tests are is they're the... The right now, uh, 15 minute um, test. So you swab it, you put it in the machine, and you wait 15 minutes. Like a clear blue test, like a pregnancy test. <laughs> You're killing me. Um, I, no, not like that. But, you done it 15 minutes. It's a wrap. That's it. So you'll know right away. It doesn't have to go too long. No, I, I get it. I um, get it. No, I just meant because it was so short. Every dish. Yeah, in every district, but that's good. It don't going... have to go out to a lab. No, I know it, it's because it's, you get the answer right then and there. So, and, and I know every 
district is going to be strict about it and they're going to make this is the priority because it doesn't just affect sports it affects in the school process because now you're in competition so if one of your kids test positive you want to make sure that kid doesn't spread it on your team that team plays another team and that team then goes back to its own school so now you're affect now you're worrying about two different districts so they're going to do their due diligence and uh, make it a priority the coaches in the ADs the trainers and staff members are all going to be uh, on the same page my staff we had a meeting yesterday about it and uh, we're on the same page I wonder if non-sports players, their parents are going to say, well, why do they get to be tested every week and my kid don't get to get well, tested every week? Or is there well, they can get they can get tested. They can go to, I believe, the Rhode Island portal on, in the, uh, on the internet, and they can always get their testing for free. Um, I've been tested already out of precaution, and uh, I tested negative. My wife tested negative. My kids both have tested negative. So that you know, that's a good thing. And if football does start, uh, we get the okay. Um, I'm gonna go down and get tested again, just um, as, as abundance of, of precaution. I'm gonna be proactive. I'm gonna make sure I'm negative before we do anything. Sounds like your whole family's very negative. My, my family's very negative. <laughs> They're all Positive negative. attitude to be negative. Absolutely. There you go. Um, well, the thing is, my kids work, so they. They're taking precautions. My wife, you know, she's she's a little older than I am, but still young at heart. Um, she's gonna kill me for that. Um, yeah, like, uh, oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know she. Maybe she don't listen twenty four <laughs> minutes through, so make sure she shuts it off before uh, you know, yeah, three minutes. She box. listens. She likes she likes your show. Um, but no, you know, we worry. My kids worry about not just our household, but you know, their friends. Um, and so. I gotta say, I, I gotta give credit to both my kids. They're young. Um, they're not and your mom as well. Yeah, my mom. You know, we're, we're very cautious with that. My mom does have cancer. Um, she's petrified to leave the house, but you know, we, I call her every day. My kids call her. My wife calls her. Um, you know, she just you know she's living her day you know her day day by day, and she's enjoying it. But she's taking precaution. So my kids do what's best. They don't want to. If they don't want to give this to their own grandmother, then I don't want to give this to their friends. And that's the attitude which my family has provided. And, and I, you know, I got to follow my kids' leads. Sometimes they're going to follow mine, but every now and then I got to follow theirs. So. Coach, did you see yesterday Fox News co-host, uh, well, one of the hosts of their shows, Colin Coward, said that they should postpone the AFC championship game until Patrick Mahomes is healthy enough to play. Uh, I didn't see that. And no, they shouldn't. Um, you know. But could you imagine? I mean, I know the NFL would, but just recommending, like, Ooh, he's a yeah. big name. You know what I mean? The, the dude, like, people listen to this dude. But just him recommending that the NFL should do that, I'm like, what that like first we all right we gotta keep counting these votes until we got enough <laughs> like what's next nascar gonna be like college is gonna be like five more laps i i can win <laughs> you know what i mean give me yeah. five more laps yeah. you know it's like I, yeah, no, I, think they, I was like and then he goes why not why not he said, we want to see a josh allen versus Mahomes. 
why not wait? Well, you, you take like, it's, why not because it don't work that way. Well, I mean, you take as much precautions as you can to prevent any kind of injuries, but injuries do happen in any sport. That's why you have backups, and um, they better prepare the backups to play. It's just that's part of the game. Once you stop, I mean, it's actually sounding. I mean, I was I was looking into it. It sounded like Mahomes might not be good to go, and it's not like it was. In the 90s and the 80s where you could tell the doctor, hey, fudge these results. Get them on the field because nobody wants the responsibility now. And they're talking after this. If he even passes the test, they give him another type of test, you know, just to just to make sure. And I don't know. It don't sound like it's going too positive for them. And um, the Bills, could they be in the You know, what, what you don't. I mean, I'm not pushing them past yeah. Kansas City yet. You know what I mean? Because you still got to yeah, play. What you don't game. want to do is but, push it. I mean, it, it, he's in concussion protocol because he got a concussion. So safety has to be a priority. And, um, you know, it's part of the game. And, and that, that's the unfortunate part of the game. So that's why you take as much precaution as possible. But if he's injured, then he shouldn't play. You're not going to postpone games because somebody's injured. I mean, if you did that, you would never get a game. Oh, yeah. But just the mere thought of even somebody like, you know, yeah, if I said it, I'm a small pocket, who listens, you know? But you're on Fox Sports, you're Colin Coward, whatever it is, and and you make something like that, and you're serious as anything. And you and you're asking the NFL, and then you end it with "Why not?" with a question mark. And I'm like, yeah. "Like you were serious, bro. Like you must have some big money He's on a this big game." Fan. He's like, "Whoa." <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he's a big Patriots well, I'm guy. Sure, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he's a fan at yeah, some I point. Mean, but I'm just. I was just like, Crazy. "Holy crap!" Like, I just never heard. I never heard that. You know what I mean? Like, players get hurt all the time. Oh, man, big yeah. time. Big yeah. time players get hurt exactly. all the time. You know, Coach, but um, some sad times going on, man. Um, what do you think about about everything going on with, with the president exiting? And, you know, a lot of people go, I don't see how it was. They said it was a not, it wasn't a peaceful transition of power and I was like the guy left early in the morning you know, like I'm out of here the only thing I'm going to say about that Donald Trump was the president of the United States you know I the way I him he had he had my support 100% Joe Biden is the new president of the United States Joe Biden has my support 100% the reason is they're leading this country whether you you like it, you don't like it. But don't they have to earn your support, though? I mean, you just can't say, I'm going to back you and you know, because you don't know where this guy's going to walk you. You know what I mean? Like, you just, you know, if he earns the support, yeah, I hope. I pray Joe Biden. I pray he lives four years. I really do. Well, I'm scared for there's that. There's a reason why he's there. Whatever reason anyone believes, me personally... You know, you're going to get all the sugar and all the mainstream media. Okay, that's all out the window now because now it's over. Okay, President Joe Biden, 
show me what you got. Uh, you, you know, I have to have the confidence in him to run the country, just like I did with Donald Trump, President Obama, um, President Clinton, President Bush, all of them. Because if you if you don't have confidence in your own president or don't give your president the benefit of the doubt, you're always going to be in denial. And whether you support Donald, uh, President Donald Trump, I mean, vice former President Donald Trump or support President Joe Biden, at the end of the day, he's the president. So why trash him? Why why do anything? It doesn't make yourself look any good, any worse. You just go with the flow and just do your job to make your life and others better. Because at the end of the day, no matter what he does, he doesn't know you and you don't know him. I didn't hear you. What was that? Problem I have with Biden. See it in a lot of his speeches when he gives them. The problem I have with him, you know, he's just not believable. You know, um, I don't know. I had a lot of problems with with Biden, but we'll see, man. Um, We'll see what happens. Am I scared? I'm very, I'm very, very afraid of where we're going to end up. I just seen a clip yesterday that Biden said that he supports kids as young as eight years old. If they want to be transgender, then nobody should take that support, that, that right away from them. You know, when I was like eight years old, my daughter's eight years old and she can't make that, dad, I want to be a well, I, She can't make that decision. That's, like she's not yeah, mature I, enough. I, like, and I was like, I, really? I I, like this is that would scare. But at the end of the day, it's the parents. You know, you're you're raising your things children. like that scare me. The president you know I mean? of the United States, uh, Congress, senators, legislators, none of them are raising your children. You as a parent raise your children. You do the best that you can. Whether you make a mistake, you don't make a mistake, it doesn't matter. You're the one that's going to be responsible for your kids especially when they're younger for the rest of their lives. You know, I got kids who are 26, uh, will be 26, she'll be um, 24. You know, I still feel responsible for them. They're my children. Um, Whatever happens, whether it's good or bad, I'm always there. We may never agree. We may agree, but it doesn't matter. Whatever decisions that need to be made when a kid's 5, 8, 10, 12, 15, it's the parents that make that decision and what's best for that kid. Not 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 government. And it should always be that way. That's Yeah, you Yes, yeah, so we're covering all topics That's today. It. You, you go all over the job. Like, again, it's like Dr. Phil and and, and Cliff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dr. Cliff. Hey, why not? Well, we well we hit the, we took care of the sports stuff, and I figured. Yeah, no, listen, I'm yeah, well, I'm, I'm really proud anyway, of Thomas you know, Ranker. Um, he's got an exciting, you know, and, uh, an exciting future in front of him, and uh, I know his parents are going to be proud. I know the community of Exeter West Greenwich is proud. His teammates are proud. So now it's you know, it's up to him. You know, you. You get him to a certain point, and, and then you just watch the young man grow. And uh, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for all my players. Um, you know, Malachi, you know, he's at UMass Dartmouth. You know, I can't wait to see him play. 
So it's um, it's truly an honor to coach these kids, and and I'm glad they got this opportunity to go out there and play. Yeah, now he missed out on this bit of bed. Yeah, so um, yeah, the rules are, are you know, he gets the players, which is good. Um, and you know he'll he'll be right. able to uh, enjoy that college experience an extra year, and um, it doesn't get better. It doesn't get any better than that. So hopefully, winter sports takes off, and these kids experience a, especially these seniors, uh, experience the latter part of their high school experience and it goes off successful for them. Let's see, the whole problem I have with this whole situation is, yeah, great. You made a courtesy for college players. You know, you figured something out for them. But now what about the college teams that usually take 25 kids for a freshman class and now that they're pretty much down to like five six kids that they could that that they have to cap it off you know it's what do you do for the high school kids and what do you do for the backlog you're going to create these are questions that that need to be answered that nobody's looking at like it's it's screwing this year's class, class of uh, 2021, 2022, 2023. Yeah, I, I know. It might not shape up to 2024. I, I wish I had the answer for that. I know this that year's class? we're going to have to make adjustments, but I don't you know, know what, what they're doing. doing for and, um, well, I mean. Well, I, adjustments. I mean, look, look, by canceling yeah. the sports, they basically, like. Well, there's still, the there are some colleges that are able to still recruit i mean you know division two assumptions still no they are recruiting but they're just well they're going to be limited they're, you know, they're going to be limited for the one year as many it's, it's again it's it's going to be a you know it's uh you know it's sometimes Right, so what happens? What is what do these kids do? It's it's gonna be tough, you know, something but you know, it's gonna be tough for these it, kids to uh, take it as a learning experience. You know, and it, it's you know? a lot of people are not gonna understand this, but when when something uncontrollable happens, you can you can go back and reflect, oh, I wish I did I wish last year was better for me that I'd be recognized even more. I shouldn't have not run that lap or shouldn't have, have taking a little bit of time off and took it for granted. You know, there's got, there's some players that I hear now that are saying that, saying, wow, my junior year, I I was not, I didn't give it 100% because I had my senior year to really showcase my talent. This, I hope, shows some student athletes that don't take any year for granted. Give it a hundred percent. Leave nothing on the field, and have no regrets because you never know what's gonna happen in the future. No one knew when we we're gonna have a pandemic and it was gonna shut down sports. Now that we know that that could happen next year, five years, ten years, I hope this is a learning experience for some of these players. And don't take any year for granted and give everything you got. And put yourself in the best. Situation. I hope nobody knew. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, it's just everything is just it's like whoa. You know, nobody knows what direction anyone's going. This in is where. Yeah, but you this know, is where you need to be focused people. on what you're doing as an individual. So I tell my kids, I tell my players the same thing. Right now, there's a lot of unknown. You know, the, the country is is spinning. Which way, which direction we're going to go? What are we doing there? At the end of the day, focus, poison, concentration on what you are going to do. Do you want to play sports? Prepare yourself to the best ability, to the best of your ability, to get ready for that sport. Make sure your grades are still up to par. Make sure if you're gonna go to college or the military, make sure your ducks are in the row. You still have to live your life, and you still have to put things into perspective. When everything's out of control, that's where you need to concentrate the most, and that's what I tell my players and my kids. And um, you know, hopefully they can they, they get into focus. And whoever's listening, they do the same thing. Just get into focus of what you're doing, and can, you can only control what you do you can't control the outputs of anything else just move forward what what your goals are you know and hopefully uh, it works out for everybody oh no that's it you know what that's so good we can end on that coach ball n-e-w-g man good looking you know um Thank you for taking the time, you know, congratulations, um, Thomas Baker. Shout out to Meeker Insurance for that. That is like, that. that is pretty awesome, you know, and maybe that other insurance companies will hear this and be like, hey, you know, maybe we should get on board and, and help a local school out or help a local sports program, you know, um, because a lot of these sports programs are in need. It takes a lot of money. I've seen it at, at the PV level and, and now at the high school level, you see how much money it really takes to put these these programs together and, and I don't think people realize you know what it really takes so you know all these programs need help but uh coach I'm sure we'll talk soon man um uh you know thank thanks you. for Any having me words? and um you know let's let's hope that winter sports is as successful as it can possibly be and let's get ready for February 22nd now is that football's um that's the start, start date. date. That's the official start date. I mean, it could change, obviously, but as of right now, uh, that is the the official start date for for football. Oh, uh, one other thing. When I seen the release, one thing I noticed they stressed that all the teams have to have the amount, a certain amount of practicing before they compete. Yes. Yep. You know yeah, so that's, that, um, uh, that's a safety precautions. Do you know, it's like, 10 how days. Many- so what you have, yeah. 10 days, all right. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Somebody said, ask me how many days it was. And I was like, I, I wanted to say it was... 10 days and it also said that all teams and schools might not be ready to go by the January 22nd um, start date. Yeah, no, that, um, that I, I, I think I messaged yeah, you. I said I was stuttering. <laughs> said it for January, I put November, but 
yeah, they said that not all schools may be ready to go. Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to be faced with and, the, the same adversity. You know, every school, whatever they, they just to need do. to adapt, adjust, and uh, go forward with it. That's the that's the best thing that they can do. Um, there's schools that were already practicing, and there's schools that just started to practice. So, in football, it is ten days. I don't know how how many days it is in in basketball. Um, but, you know, the coaches, every coach in every sport will take the responsibility and they make that a priority because it's a safety precaution. The rules will be in place. They will follow them and um, they, they will move forward. It's it's going to be, you know, every coach this year, whether it's basketball, especially football, you know, we're going to coach differently. You know, our coaching ability and skills are going to be tested and, you um, I think we're going to all be better coaches out of this. There's a lot of new things that came down the pike in the past year that I'm going to implement going forward. Uh, but this is going to this is going to test how we coach, how we uh, evaluate our players, because now we're definitely going to need, you know, backup players. They have to be more prepared now than ever before. So. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I look forward to seeing and having a successful season. And you know something? But, but think, of, think about that. You the NFL yeah, had a season. Yeah. They had yeah, a complete I mean, season. Was, up up until right crazy. now, I mean, knock on wood, hopefully they complete it. They were still able to do it. It took the coaches, the administration, the players. It took everybody to be on board. Same thing with college basketball. So... It could be the same thing for any high school sport. It's going to take parents. It's going to take coaches. More importantly, it's going to take the players to to have the same vision, the same mindset, get on the same board, and let's go out and have a successful winter season. And we'll definitely see by the amount of players that sign up for for this round of sports, for winter sports, you know, we'll, we'll get to feel about how the parents feel about it. What parents are like, nah, uh-uh, you're not and, doing and, it. I'm free. That's fine. Yeah. You know, this or that. Well, you know, or this or that. everybody We're has a way to take um, it. You know, when it comes to football, hope they you know, don't. if the parents are un, uncomfortable, then that's fine. You know, I respect your decision. Absolutely. I'm not the one that's going to be, oh, you know, you're crazy, your kids should play. If you... You're going to do what's best for your family. If you think it's unsafe or you're uncomfortable, I respect your decision, and that's okay. And when it's when things get lifted and things get back to, to normal-ish, your kid is more than welcome to come back when you're more comfortable. I have no problem with that. Safety and family values are more important. And I like that idea how you say that I'm not going to push the parent. You know, I'm sure you would say if you ever, if you have any questions about if I could explain this to you, yeah, make no, you feel a little better. Then, they're going to do what's best for the team. And if they feel, like that, you yeah, know, what you I do is the parents. I, I have they're a gonna, protocol. You know, I send it to the parents. Here's my protocol. If you agree with it, that's great. If you look at it and go, you know something, I'm uncomfortable with it. Well, give me some changes that will make you feel more comfortable. And if I can do it, we will. But if there's nothing that will make you comfortable of sending your kid to play sport, that's fine. I respect that. But I want I want them to be as comfortable as possible so they can trust me and my staff. 
here's our protocol. This is what we're going to do to have this space and to have the spot played and keep your kid as safe as we can as we can possibly do it. So that's just what you know I want to do to make the parents feel more comfortable. Well, that's what's up, man. Um, you know, can we give you a podcast, Coach Cook Fulton? You know, um, it's always a pleasure to be on, Mike. I giving us a good time today. Covered basically, covered everything, man. Congratulations, yeah, you know, to the Ranka family. Is the V silent in his name? Yeah, Rank, no, it's, Rank, it's, it's silent. Not the pronounced the V. I always thought it was Ranker, like R A N K E R. Oh, okay. Well, even so, Ranko with the Silent V, congratulations, man. Uh huh. You know that's V two. You know it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a load, it's man. Going assumption. So you better start working now. Yeah, you know I mean, get in shape now. Be prepared. You know, reach out to Emerson Kilgore, man. He's, you know, I I recommend him to all kids that are going to college, and he'll definitely. Work with you, work with your parents. He's got a nice place over there in Warwick uh, because he'll get you right into shape. You know what I mean? No playing around, you know. So, any kid or any parent that wants a good coach to work, you know, outside of football with their kid, you know, Emerson Kilgore is definitely somebody that I would recommend. He made it to D2, 401 Strength and Fitness, Warwick Ave, Rhode Island. Warwick, Rhode Island on Warwick Ave. So, you know, uh, he's right next to Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I think it's... Hey, you know, thank you for having me. Class, you know, I so appreciate you having me. The last thing I want to say Coach to every athlete in Rhode Island, appreciate take it. these words, write them down, don't forget them. Dream big. Thanks, there Mike. There you go. Dream big. We're going to leave you with that, man. Um,